0: From worlds beyond, to right at the gaming table, these are all my fantasy children. Hey, Jeff!
1: Perfection. <laughs> Perfection. We got it. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano sayas My name is Jeff Stormer. But we are joined by one of the most visionary human beings in the tabletop space. We, yes, we get to hang out with the DM and cast member of Rivals of Waterdeep and community manager of Wizards, Latia Jakes.
2: It's me. Hi.
1: How are you?
2: I'm great. Um, super stoked to be here with the two of you and doing all this uh, fantasy children world building
1: <laughs> Yeah, you have been lucky enough to be on some cursed projects with us. Um, <laughs> you and I met doing a stream where we basically did this uh, uh, for mm-hmm. Roll20 and then you were on our very cursed
2: uh, Big Bad panel of All My Fantasy
1: Children Live.
2: Yeah, I don't think it was cursed. I just thought it was very interesting <laughs> that like we continued to follow the theme of animals in space.
3: <laughs> it was a good I thought the vibe was immaculate, frankly. That was my my summation of events was that it was a, a fantastic once-in-a-lifetime experience.
1: It, <laughs> One thousand percent was the the highlight of my existence was keeping the theme from the first thing we met on. Yeah. And then keeping animals in space solid. Will there be animals in space in this episode? I cannot guarantee or deny that there will be. Yeah.
3: You know, we'll, we'll play it by ear. We'll, we'll take it one step at a time. And if it comes up, it comes up. Can you for a second, can we just
1: brag about all the things you do? Can you tell the folks at home oh, good who God. might not know? I know. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, you did. You said the two most important things in the mm-hmm. introduction, I suppose. I am, well, is it am or was if the show is over? Am forever. Okay, I'm so am, sorry. Am forever. Uh, <laughs> a cast member and two-time Dungeon Master for the actual play show Rivals of Waterdeep. Um, and I also do that whole community management thing for D&D at Wizards of the Coast. I have also written uh, as a freelancer for Wizards with Critical Role, Call of the Netherdeep. Um, I've got a, a, I've got another couple things on the DM's Guild that I've written. Um, I do, a, I did a lot of streaming. I still do a lot of streaming. Mm-hmm. I have, I have produced streams. I have. Done panels and live shows and all sorts of convention me things. And a fun fact: I used to be a hula hoop instructor. I, I need to
3: know. Uh, this like here. Okay. Listen, okay. Um, I know we had a lot of plans to like make the podcast. All <laughs> yeah. of those are
1: we're out now the an goddamn interview show about jobs that we used to have. So let's talk about that.
2: Uh, I mean, it is exactly like it sounds. Um, if you've ever watched like festival hula hoopers with their light up hula hoops and all the fun, cool tricks that they can do. I can do a lot of that stuff. And I used to teach it at a, at a studio um, for about three years. Yeah.
1: I love this Holy much. Yeah. so much.
2: So- I'm gonna segue that into our first segment.
1: Uh, Latia is a lovely segment that we like to call "What's Getting You Excited This Week," <laughs> where you kind of just talk about something that you, something you ate that's delicious, something you did that's fun, a a, a fun thing you did. What's getting you excited this week?
2: Um, this is going to be somewhat boring, but somewhat not. I'm a big stationary nerd. So oh, baby. The, like, likewise. The, likewise. Yeah. Let's,
3: let's get into it. So
2: the end of the year for people like me is all about choosing what planner you're going to use for 2024 oh. as you pretend that this is the year that you're going to get your life together, right?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, yep. Yeah, I've never yep. had a planner that made it past January, personally.
2: I'm a disaster
1: in that regard. <laughs>
2: That's okay. Um so yeah, I'm knee deep in choosing what notebooks I'm going to pretend will do better for me in 2024 and yeah. uh Real big into the Japanese brand Hobonichi right now. I mean, have have been for for several years, but um, choosing all of my notebooks and pens and things like that um, is getting me real excited. Can I
3: tell you my latest uh, pen drama that yes, I'm going through? Please. I am thinking. I am thinking of adding a pen to my my roster. Mm -hmm. But I'm stressed because I am out of the brand of pen that I swear by, my beloved Uniball Signo 207. Ooh. I'm out of colors like the, oh. the, the Uniball Signo, uh, the 207. I have all of the colors, the red, orange, green, two shades of blue, the purple, pink, the black. I And so like the stress of like having to find a color that is ideally a similar kind of pen in a different mm-hmm. color, because I have one more category of tasks that I want to file away with its Ooh, own distinct yeah. color. And so like I'm getting stressed looking for a single pen that is going to fit the criteria that <laughs> I want.
1: Uh, I feel that. So I I want to dive in because I'm really excited about the prompt this week.
3: Uh, do any objections? Yeah, no. no. no, no, that's fine. I'll talk about the thing. Then I'll talk about another time. Oh shit! What was getting you excited this week? Oh, Jeff? I just wanted to. I just wanted to be excited because uh, I wanted you to know, Aaron, that I I um. Aaron gives me a lot of grief because my TV watching habits are
1: challenging for Aaron
3: specifically. (laughs) They are very challenging for me because I will
1: preface this with, it is a lot of 90s sitcoms. (laughs) Okay,
2: I was going to ask, challenging in what way? Yeah. Last
3: last time I talked to Aaron I told him I had started watching a new TV show and he got very stressed and it did turn out that that TV show was Wings and so like <laughs> I understand the source of Aaron's stress cuz
2: I was like a new TV show cool good for you
1: that is not what that means
2: <laughs> right new, uh, <laughs> new to Jeff not necessarily new to the world <laughs> no I
3: I'm a close I'm closer to a new TV show in the traditional sense and that I'm watching a show from 2016 <laughs> what is it I'm watching the Tick. Oh, okay. I'm like almost oh. done with the first season. Good. The show rips. And wait, so you're I'm watching very... the
2: live action one, not the cartoon?
3: Yeah, yeah. the the okay. the, the Peter Serafinowicz, Griffin Newman, the uh, Amazon okay. Prime. I so <laughs> thank you for asking that spec that specification question yeah. because, admittedly, I am uh, a Tick super fan. I love all different iterations of the Tick at this point. Um, uh, okay. And so like it took me years to sit down and watch the, the the Amazon Prime Tick because I was worried that it wouldn't hold up to my memories of the cartoon and of the course. Patrick Warburton. Of series. course, it's of course. important. It's really fucking good. And oh, I'm kicking it, myself for waiting. It's it, why I've never seen it. So you telling me this gives me a lot of peace. It's it's much diff like i I appreciate that it is a very different thing than the other versions in that like it actually is like a semi serious serialized like ongoing show and not kind of a wacky uh for lack of a better way to put it super villain monster of the week show yeah, like yeah, yeah, it's okay. less of a it's less of a sitcom and more of like an ongoing thing but it's doing really cool things like taking the concepts of the tick and being like okay let's like, lay this down. It's really, like, it uses Arthur as the lead character to kind of, like, ground everything. It's very good. I'm really enjoying it, and I just wanted to gush about that for a minute. Good.
1: I'm, I'm happy. I miss Spoon a lot, so th- it's good to know that I can get my Spoon uh, tick
3: quality fix should I need. It's great. Uh, Peter Serafinowicz is doing, like, a really wonderful... He's playing the Tick as, like, a, a nonsensical Adam West, which is very fun. Ooh. It's just great. It's a good energy. I That heals me. It's good. Anyway, now, show. <laughs> well, what's getting me excited is
1: I hiked today with friends. I ended up accidentally doing 12 and a half miles. It was supposed to be eight because we got lost in the woods, which was kind of scary. Uh, ended up on a weird... Uh, Marking marked list trail that ended up adding like and you know 90 minutes onto our trip. It was pretty shitty, but which leads us to our prompt this week, which is getting me very excited. The prompt this week comes from our Discord from prompt you, uh, Discord user Dear prompt the answer is not a hut in the woods. Yes, now mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. will ask you both, what are Latia, what is your first thought? Like what's the first thing that pops into your head with this
2: Well the first thing that pops into my head is somebody needs something that oh baby yes a, some, somebody needs something <laughs> let's let's just start there somebody needs something that that beautiful cliche is
1: one of my favorite tropes where it's is is someone look is that the question the because que- the answer is not a hut in the woods but it is the question like where do I find a this? You know what I mean? And that person is looking for it and they end up at a hut in the woods Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, because clearly the question is not being answered by a hut in the woods. They are making a wrong decision by visiting it.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Subverting expectations because you think that you go to the hut in the woods, but no, actually you should go elsewhere.
1: You should not have done this. Have Okay, has this person already gone? Are they there? Like when we see this picture in this moment, are we at the hut in the woods and
3: the mistake is being made? Ooh. Or is here's, the journey happening? Here's my thought, because here's what popped into my head. And it's a big, and it's it's messy and big. It's like a big bowl of pudding. It's a big bowl of delicious pudding. What pops into my head is like, Dream construct? Oh, fucking god! That's Ow! a bigger that, <laughs> Yep, I'm with you, Latia. This the idea that like they go off in search of this hut in the woods. So my question, the question that I pull from is like, why? What told them that the what told them that they were looking for a hut in the woods? And my thought process is that like on some astral ethereal level, like the hut is just present. You can just visualize it in a way that like. Is sort of weird and magical and supernatural. A liminal space hut. Okay, a liminal space hut. And the idea that like this hut is in everyone's mind's eye is very compelling to me, and it presents this idea of like there is there must be a reason why this sort of liminal shared dream space exists.
2: Oh, you know, it's bringing uh Witcher season two into the forefront Mm -hmm. of my mind, um, because there is a hut in the woods in, like, your mind's eye that exists in that season of The Witcher that, like, does it? I can't remember if it solves problems, but I know that it's, like, not a good thing to talk about this hut or something like that
1: okay so that is very the the end part of that really gets me excited because it's not a good idea that means that the question being asked is almost dangerous if Mm -hmm. if the the visiting this hut presents sort of like a a difficulty or a danger that means that is the question being asked risky is this something like you know i'm trying to bring somebody back from the dead like something they shouldn't be is that what you what
3: do you go to the hut for that's, yeah. my, that's my big thought. Like, what's, like, is what's in your head? Is it big
1: magic, big forbidden magic? Is it a magical item? Is this, like, you know, someone who can tell you the future and it's accurate? You know, is it yeah. something dangerous and big uh, kind of feel? How do we feel? What's what's some, if, I think we can mash everything together. If, mm-hmm. what is, mm-hmm. what is, what's the first thing that, well, you're like, I like that trope when it's a hut in the
0: woods,
2: well, to me, the hut in the woods is, it could be two things. It is either the most obvious danger mm. or it's the last resort.
1: Okay. Okay. Like Hansel and Gretel's house. If I, an adult were to see it, I'd be like, well, that's fucking dangerous. Exactly. Okay. Or
2: you go to the hut in the woods because you've exhausted every yeah. other option. And yep. the hut in the woods is like, the the you're at the end of your rope. And it does add the to the
1: looking in the mind's eye thing where it's like, if you want to find, if you want to go to the hut in the Woods, you have to look for it. It's not uh-huh. something that's like, is it something that's easy to find or is it like exists in everybody's mind? Yes. But is actually getting to this liminal space, opening the door, greeting the person inside, challenging. Ooh.
3: I think I've, it's gotta be, right? It has
1: to be. Yeah. It has to be. It's more fun that way. I so,
3: think <laughs> uh, another thing kind of has popped into hearing like as you were talking about it, a thing has popped into my head and I kinda wanna throw it out. Okay. See what y'all think about it. Get put ready. it on the put it on the put it on the flagpole, so to speak. If we are suggesting that this cabin, this hut is like a shared liminal space, but it's also a space that you can find and walk in that means that it is in theory a space that would that if you walk into it you would be in the shared liminal space of the entire universe and okay. the idea of like you were describing magic and the thing that immediately popped into my head is like if i needed to find someone or get somewhere or like get to get like get to somewhere a com- getting to a common place from this sort of like get from this like hut Mm-hmm. or like like finding something or someone or like a place or a sense or something like a space that is, you know, uh, everyone's mind hut, everyone's <laughs> okay. Sherlock Holmes mind so, palace is well, a good place to find that.
1: So what that tells me, Jeff, too, is what you're describing these situations, you're looking for a specific place or a person or, a, and we said you're at the end of your rope. Yeah, I think the thing that's linking everything here is you go there. It's a place that kind of If you're desperate and you call to it or look for it, boom, there. It knows that you are desperate. And you're with which makes me think of my favorite thing about these huts is the trade. The what? Yeah. You know, say, like say more, say more, like the idea of you know the cliche of the the witch's hut in the woods will give you your future. However, it's going to cost you. Exactly, or it will cost you later on, or like you don't know when the the cost will be paid. I don't know how we want to work that out. How what the transaction is, but. This almost it makes me think of a video game where it's almost like Zelda-esque, where it's like, if you knock on this tree and draw an X in this piece of the dirt, and you have, you know, you you twist the pine cones into certain shapes three times and you have desperation and fear in your heart about this thing that you need, you have entered the hut kind of appears in a wood, no matter what wood wood you're at in the wood. Mm -hmm. Like anywhere you are on earth, hut
2: is the hut, so, <laughs> anywhere you are, hut.
0: Hutt, hut, <laughs> hut, hut.
2: So, is it the hut itself that has this sort of, like, magical oh, sentience?
0: Baby. Or, okay.
2: is it the hut's owner, whoever that may be? Um,
1: I'm a fan of a hut owner and they have crafted this liminal space to I this is my pitch doesn't have to be a go to prey on desperation. I'm thinking okay. not a good in. This is a or someone who knows that it's a good business. You know, or is this mm-hmm. a merchant or is this like in a a, a a bad, you know, or is a neutral figure?
2: I I'm I'm a fan of of the neutral figure because mm-hmm. um well I in we don't want to continue to associate the hut with badness. Like if there's a hut, it is typically bad. So I'm yeah. a fan of it being sort of like a neutral, like I'm, yeah. I want to remake that
1: trope of like you walk in and the, the, you know, the witch with the twisted finger tells you like, all right, we'll get like, no, I, I don't, I don't I've, know about that. All that.
3: I've got <laughs> a, I got a, I got a, I got a very Jeff Stormer here that I'm thinking about. Let's okay. Go. um Because I've been presented with two options and my instinct is to say, what if both? Latia you said what if the hut is sentient and but like there's a, and, and the idea that there, like the two options are like if the hut is sentient or if there's someone inside that is as we said like neutral like effectively running this as a business mm-hmm. if the hut if, if this what if this is a person that like found this liminal space and has like opened up operation like this is a naturally occurring 100. thing that okay. somebody is not necessarily summoned but like. They are an occupant in this like naturally occurring weird psychic energy thing. And they have just plopped down and started a business here because, hey, I'm here people will come, people come in moments of yeah. desperation. And if I can like, if I can, if we can strike a deal, like th- Aaron, you put it, this is a, this is a lucrative business model. Yeah. Yeah. It, it the
1: reference that, that makes me think of, if I can make a, a, a JRPG reference in the video game, Chrono Cross, you switch between two different dimensions and mm-hmm. in between, the two is kind of this weird liminal space where there is a being named Sprigg who kind of just exists there. Joins your party, yes, but like the resident of that is one person. It makes me get that vibe where like in this space is nothing but a hut and a person in a hut. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. the vibe? Yeah, yeah, that feels good. I like that.
2: I'm, yeah, a big, big fan. Okay, so
1: we know that this hut, I'm gonna reverse We know that there is a place, a liminal zone, a hut that appears should you perform sort of the ritual, you know, do all the things required to summon the hut, enter the hut, you, because you are, you need something from this being, which makes me think: if people know this ritual, if there is something required for entering the liminal space, this is a well-known figure, person of folklore, person of myth. If people know the steps to summon it, or are we saying this is an everyday thing? Is this a regular? Is this like, dear Saint Francis,
2: please come around? Um, Something's lost. You know what I mean, I would, I would like to walk back just a minute, um, and say that. I think that there are rituals that you can do to summon the hut, but I also think that the hut will just come to you if you need it bad enough. I I oh, really baby. like that. I
3: like that because it plays up kind of the naturally occurring for like like the naturally occurring weirdness of it. Of like yeah. if you are in a moment of absolute desperation, suddenly like you you just wake up one day and you're in the woods and there's a right. hut in front of you. Right. That's like an adequately terrifying experience. It, it it plays on the opportunistic nature
1: of its occupant as well, where it's almost like it feels the opportunity opportunity and pulls itself to you.
2: Mhm. Cuz I think um because like let us assume that the like the first person to discover the hut did not know the the five note song needed to play on a pan flute to summon yep. the hut to its dimension, you know? Yep. Yep. Um like ha- there had to be the first occurrence which was just the hut was the hut was called for some reason. Um so yeah I think <laughs> I, I really think that like maybe the hut's occupant just has a lot of fun building these ridiculous rituals that get shared to people. Okay. Um so that there there are there are many rituals really just kind of based on how the occupant is feeling at any given time um which is a logistical nightmare for this person having to f- remember all the rituals that they've put out into the world to be summoned. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. and
3: and to build on that, like there's a there's a there's a there's a detail there that I think I want to build on and throw out which is like because it also tells us a little bit about who this occupant is. What if the rituals also all do nothing? <laughs> okay. Like if the like I if the hut is this naturally occurring thing that feeds on desperation. Mm -hmm. If you are someone that is going out to learn some forbidden ritual and you're performing these (laughs) five notes on a pamphlet, you are already (laughs) desperate enough for this hut to Mm -hmm. reveal itself. And so the occupant making up these rituals that's like, yes, yes, you must go into the the, the chorus and carve this this symbol into a tree and stand there under the full moon when it's raining and scream out. And like, they're just kind of like the idea of someone who would just rattle that off as like, and then quietly like. I don't know. It's going to be funny when they do that.
1: <laughs> I I enjoy a mischievous kind of spirit energy to this. It, mm-hmm. it gives me a little bit of, like, fun through the looking glass energy mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. And I would like to keep playing with this idea of someone who uh, en- enjoys messing with people and enjoys this. And this is why I go, why? Who is this? I think it's time. Who lives in the Ooh, hut? Who lives in the hut? You know? Um, uh, how did they end up there? Is it part of them or is it someone who stumbled upon this? I'm a bigger fan of stumbled upon it. I'm a big fan of stumbled upon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yay. This is (laughs) me (laughs) clapping like a seal in my box. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, stumbled upon as in they stumbled upon the liminal space and built the hut or was the hut there and they became its sole occupant because there might've been a previous occupant.
2: I mean, you know what? Let's walk it back. What if this person was the first person to summon the hut and what they needed was the hut? Stop it. That's fucking (laughs) Mm -hmm. good. That fucking bangs. Okay, so
1: that tells us what they want. That's like, that's the, that's this character's want. They needed, why did they need a hut so bad in this space? Was it because they want to bargain? They they are lonely and they want, do they want to help people? Yeah. Or is this a mischief creature type thing? Or is this like classic guide NPC quest giver type? You know what I mean? I,
3: I kind of have a thought. Okay. I like it when you have thoughts. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, My immediate thought is if we're thinking about this hut as like a liminal space that is kind of shared in everyone's brain. Yeah. Yeah. In, like, this sort of psychic, oh, I forgot about ethereal that part plane too. space. Oh,
2: right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> if it's, Both of you well, and I were like, oh, I well, forgot about that Well, and that's the that idea part. that, like, it is,
3: like, psychically, like, appearing between places. If we visualize this element oh, of, like, man. it is appearing. What that tell, what that detail tells me, if we're thinking about, like, what a person would want if they end up creating this, like, building the 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 scaffolding for this sort of, like magical weird shared space is that they're looking for some kind of connection okay Mm -hmm. they're looking for some they're either they are either physically you know it's either a thing of like physical isolation of like i need i need to be like i need people to come to me or i need to make contact with people or like anything of that nature no. it's this sense of like what that tells me is that like what they need more than anything in the universe is for people is for someone to walk through the door of a space that they're in i i have a bad idea but it's just
1: something to throw an idea out okay. there. no I, no no bad ideas yeah. yeah, i know but this one's bad and i don't <laughs> want you to use it that's why i preface, I'm like this, this is an idea gatherer this is me throwing up my net did this person create this space to look for... Are they looking for a specific person or thing and they were hoping to gain information from the travelers that come in so that they can find the thing that they're looking for? Hmm. Is it like... Because it's not a good idea, like I said. (laughs) But is it like what... Because I'm trying to figure out... If everybody's psychically linked to this hut, right, we said the liminal space everyone's psychically linked to in this hut, the hut they're in, is that an effect by the person who owns the hut or is that the space itself? Is the space the shared dreamscape or is the hut and the person? You know what I'm saying? Like, is this Mr. You know, is this like basically one of the Jellicle cats, like a mystical being that is like, hello, I can help you with whatever. Or is it like a fucking person who stumbled into this, like, you know, tumbled down the rabbit hole, took up residence and said rabbit hole and was like, I provide a service for the desperate and I enjoy mischief and helping people find what they need. Or is it like I, I enjoy just the trade because we still haven't figured out what you lose. That's true. The cost is, I feel like, going to drive a lot of the motivation. What well, do you think? Anyone have
2: thoughts? Because, like, I'm I'm into this sort of like benevolent. Like, I I love like if we just kind of like threw all of that into a pot and came up with this sort of like benevolent mischievous spirit person who uh-huh. is looking for something of which we do not yet know, mm-hmm. but is providing. Answers to the people who find themselves in this space. I love that. Until, I mean, maybe this person doesn't know what they're looking for. And through the act of helping these people, because I also like, I also like the idea of this, this being helping across, across the entire spectrum of good Mm -hmm. and bad. Like, you know, um, like he'll help, like like they'll, they'll help good people for a lesser price than they will help evil people because, Uh, depending on this creature's notion of what good and evil is, like maybe they don't want the person who's here now who wants to be ruler of the kingdom to do that because that's gonna be really bad for everybody else, you know? So they'll help them and it's gonna cost a lot more for that person than somebody who just wanted to like feed their family for the rest of the year or something. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I totally do. My
1: brain is now like, okay, bridging this all together together who the fuck is this really cool person slash spirit? Is it an amalgamation? Okay, here's my, I am a, you know, listeners of our show will know, I am a, is this a God? Is this person (laughs) not quite a person or a being? Is this an amalgamation of the concept of kindness and giving or like, or, or providing assistance and that energy populated that space created like a person? Or is it just a person?
3: I, Jeff Stormer pointing at a butterfly that gods were real once. I have this thought about, I have a thought about what it would be like, what uh, this would be for a person that I want to throw out. Okay. Thinking about, because this is something that I've been chewing on. This idea of like, if you were in this fucked up liminal space hut, <laughs> why wouldn't you leave? Like, that's oh. fucking oh. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't even thought about that. I'm like, <laughs> it
1: must be cute in there. It's a cute hut.
3: It's been right? on my mind of like why wouldn't you leave? And like the my immediate thought goes, okay, well maybe they can't leave. And what that what that says like what that thought maybe says to me is that this was a person mm-hmm. who entered this space. Maybe they built the hut, maybe the hut was like a naturally occurring thing that they just walked into and started like maintaining and operating. They like opened up shop in this space and started making deals. That was thousands of years Mm -hmm. ago and they have been running this business. But the nature of this business, the nature of like the hut is if they leave, they will suddenly feel the weight of thousands of years in an instant. So it is very much a like, it is very much a like now, like I've been here so long. If I like, there is no re there is no outside the hut for me to go to. So this is like my place for eternity. So I may as well keep like, so good, evil, et cetera. Like I may as well help you out because it's not like I'm going anywhere. Right.
1: Can I give you an image, a possible image? No, you may not.
2: No, no, no. Give it to me and not give it to me and not to Jeff. All right, Jeff cover, please. I'm taking off
1: my headphones. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Now that I have a, I have a friend here. Um, So I get this image of someone entering the hut, right? Mm -hmm. A long time ago, this person tumbled in because they were looking for something. Perhaps they were greeted by someone in said hut. They were there for thousands of years as well. And that person said, oh, I can't help you. I'm actually heading out. And they left, gave the keys to the current occupant. And this person learned the craft through journals I'm seeing, like, books piled high in the hut, stories, logs of, like, you know, I helped Igor the Horrible, you know, get their daughter back from, you know, their rival, blah, 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 all these tales and stories, and they learned the craft of kind of giving from The previous occupant, the previous occupant might have had a cost, might have had like, I trade you your soul, I trade you this. But in the spirit of like doing things better than those who came before, maybe this person's like, well, what if I just, you know, I'm seeing like this sparkly blue, almost Dr. Manhattan kind of shape, like sweeping up a shop, maintaining the logs, dusting the shelves and people who come in, they're like, hello, hello. What do you need? No, there is no cost. I, I yes, I will kind of fuck with you. And, but, like, but I genuinely care about your prosperity and your peace and your, your, your health and your joy. It's kind of like Santa Claus in a hut. But because hmm. they learned of like the ways that they used to be. This is just an image once again. Feel free to chuck it all away. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just get the idea of you said all the time hits
3: them in an instant and they, you know, fade into the ether, right? They would if they if they if they walked out of the hut, yes. they would they would they would fade into dust.
1: I imagine this sort of like crossing of paths of someone leaving and this person's entering. And so they took up residence in an
3: empty hut. Maybe. So so then the two things that <laughs> the two things that may that I I want to also throw into our maybe pile.
1: Okay. Big maybe pile today.
3: <laughs> big maybe pile. Big maybe pile is what is. Then are they waiting? Is a are they waiting for somebody else to to enter and take over the hut? Maybe the right shopkeeper has to take over. And yeah. b going back to the idea of they they make up rituals to get to the hut that you don't really need because the hut will come to you. What if they do? What if they do offer up a cost, but it's kind of just a like a test to kind of poke at you to be like, like how badly do you want what you have come here to want? Like it's kind of a, what is it worth to you kind of thing of like, so it's a thing that they don't really like, they don't really need whatever you're going to offer up, but they just kind of, it's this sense of poking at it and going like, so what are you, what are you, what are you going to part with? Like what's, what's on the table in this deal? Tell me what you're looking for.
2: Kind of that point of no return. It's like, yes, you the hut found you out of desperation, but like, where you really like is it do you truly like want what it is that you've come here for? And, I, I and love I that. feel like
1: that's the answer is not a hut in the woods is mm-hmm. the prompt where it's like did, did it did you really need to seek the hut for you are looking for? The answer is not a hut in the woods maybe
3: I like that, no, I was thinking the exact same thing. I think it's that I'm gonna offer you a terrible bargain. And I have the magical ability to, like, make the thing that you want happen. But I'm going to offer you a terrible bargain. And the secret is it's not a bargain that I need you to say yes to. I'm just doing it to kind of, like, really lean on the fact that, like, is this is this so important? And I kind of in the back of my mind hope that the answer is no.
2: Right. I'm testing like your moral compass or whatever.
1: Yeah. How do we feel about this? How we let, let's get our uh, let's we're, we've got a big ass idea right now of this kind of like cosmic record keeper, advice giver, quest giver. Let's hear mm-hmm. how do you feel? We had a big ass maybe pile. We do. Is there anything you want to chuck out or add in?
2: Um, I honestly, I want to chuck out the idea yeah. that this the current hut owner is. As they are because of because there was a person who was here before who has basically like like not necessarily like tricked them because I feel like that would kind of be the only way that that could happen so I want to chuck that out like okay cool I love our idea that the person who's in the hut now or the the creature in the hut now is the first person there okay Um, so I want to keep that right everything else is. I, I feel like we can we can take bits and pieces of it because it's all yeah. it's all really really good really num 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 so good. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: what is their name? Ooh, <laughs> do they have many names? Is this sort of like a you know some people say this some because pe- like you know a rule on our show is like no monoculture, but mm-hmm. what the fuck is this person's name?
2: Right, <laughs> The hardest part of world build, world building. So.
1: Images wise, we're thinking woods. We are thinking mystery, advice, quest, uh, give. Uh they provide a service, right? Mm-hmm. At very no exchange, what did
2: we decide? There's an exchange, but I think the let, let's say the exchange rate is different for a hut owner and hut cut comer tour. Like the person coming to the hut thinks that it's gonna be such a huge bar, a huge cost to pay, but it's really not. It's not. There's a friends and family discount for everyone.
1: Basically. Okay. Hmm. So they are... Is it a creature? Is this like a monster kind of being or like a a spirit?
2: I'm a fan of spirit because if they've been there for so long, I'm sure that... I'm I'm a big fan of like ancient beings who manage to retain a shred of humanity, but I don't think hum, that, num, that, num, that, num,
1: yeah, num, that. Yeah, num, you know
2: num. what? Let's let's let, let's roll with that a, ancient <laughs> yeah. ancient being who's got a shred of humanity in there somewhere. Yeah, lean into what you fuck with here. If yes. it's if this show is
1: oops all trope berries, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. That's what I want. I'm like, what about this? Like, here, I'm gonna give you the keys. Yay. Tell me, besides. Not that you didn't have them to begin with. We're all driving a car with three steering wheels and three gas pedals. No brake. Because, <laughs> listener, if you're listening, we haven't stopped. Um, we're just rattling. So you like uh, ancient ancient beings with a shred of humanity left. Mm-hmm. What is other one of your favorite tropes for this kind of hut in the woods bargain cost kind of thing? Like, what's something you're like, I love in this movie, this video game, this story. That is my shit specifically.
2: Okay, have you seen The Tenth Kingdom? I have not. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you should. Um, okay. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna veer. Ju- I'm I'm taking my steering wheel and I'm making a sharp left for a second. The and ten- I am I'm smiling and putting my hands in the air like the a roller tenth coaster. Kingdom is a two thousand year two thousand miniseries that I think aired on either NBC or ABC that takes all of the fairy tales, puts them into one thing calls it the Nine Kingdoms, and then the 10th kingdom is Manhattan. Oh, Mm -hmm. fuck. And you get there via Magic Mirror.
0: Okay.
2: And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leave you with that. It's a a reminder that it was made in the year 2000, um, and uh, you should watch it. It's it's one of my favorite pieces of media, and it is exactly what I think of when I think of HUD in the woods, because it features so many of them. (laughs)
1: So it's very like the concept of traversal to another space mm-hmm. is is what is what grabs you from that one.
2: Yeah, because like okay. finally, like, like making it to the fairy realm, the, the 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 fairy tale kingdoms in this is like pure accident because like yeah. these worlds are not supposed to cross, um, uh-huh. but like it happened like fifteen years ago and now it's happening again. Um, so what I love about the hut in the woods is like I love the. The the circular clearing that is, you know, all cleared out of trees and the hut looks warm and inviting. There's, you know, s- there's s- smoke coming from the chimney. The lights are on mm-hmm. inside. It's like you have been traveling for a million years and this is the first place of refuge that you've seen. And so no matter what, you're going there. That is like th- the type of desperation that I want people who are who are looking for the hut to have
1: it provides him a comfort like the mm-hmm. sense of comfort security safety and home mm-hmm. like i i feel like the weary adventurer sees it and is just struck with this like heart oh like that oh my god the smell of crackling wood yes. the the lights dancing in the windows i am home There's i know when pie. i walk in Yes, mm-hmm. it is you kind of think the Looney Tunes the the smell comes and grabs your nose and you float over to this house. So it is a purely
2: benevolent
1: force. Yeah?
2: Um I'm I'm going <laughs> to twist it. I'm going to twist it because like you're 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 here because you want something so badly, but it's like is the thing that you want like are you being like you know maybe you do want that safety and security and comfort that badly? but also like, do you?
0: Mm.
1: Why? What's dangerous about it? The safety and security of this hut.
2: Like not necessarily the the danger of the safety and security, but like it is leading you to it because of that thing that you want so badly. So like, I think also in a sense like this hut might, have a different appearance to everybody. Like, yes, like if, if that if that safety and security is what you want, then it's gonna look like that kind of warm and inviting hut. If you yeah. want something a little bit more sinister, then maybe yeah. the trees have been dead for years. Yeah, and, and it's
1: like a twisted obelisk of pain and mm-hmm. like black stone with lightning crashing and like flaming torches and heads on pikes. Okay, 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 okay.
3: I got some, I'm... I'm. <laughs> <laughs> energy there's crackling there's lightning crackling in the air and i'm i'm i'm, I'm pulling some things together and i mm-hmm. want to throw a very large pitch at both of you let's go if the hut wants to take on an inviting appearance it wants you to step inside the hut is also a naturally occurring thing we have talked about this sort of magical ability to like give you the thing that you want Mm-hmm. Essentially, yeah,
1: that's that's I mean, simplified, yeah, it's a lovely way of putting it, it just gives you the thing you're fucking looking for. And
3: what I want to maybe throw out is twofold mm-hmm. what if it's not the dweller that gives you the thing you want, but the hut? And what if the dweller is like, what if the dweller is like, hey, oh. that's actually like that deal is like the oh. hut is the hut is the men is the slight because like, oh, the hut is Audrey, too, yes. The hunt okay. is Audrey too, and the the keeper in the hut is like, I'm I am taking the step up, and I am offering like you have to give me something terrible because I want you to say no because the hut giving you yes is a bad like it's it's I am trying to dissuade you because yes. you should not want to fuck with yes. this
2: supernatural no. monster hut yes the being okay. like the being in the hut is. Is the hut's guardian? It's never been about the being in the hut. Oh, the answer is not god. the hut in the oh, woods. My god, we fucking did
3: it. <laughs> so, what it is is very much like you are so desperate for something. Uh, I want, I want this so badly that a hut appears to me in a dream state and it draws me in, and there is one person inside, and they're like what the, and like you get this sense that like you 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 voice the thing that you want and the keeper is not trying is the keeper is actively like okay like the keeper it like lies to you and is like i, I will saying. use i will use my magic to give you what you want but you must sacrifice everything in your mm-hmm. life to have it. And mm-hmm. the secret is that the person the keeper is fully just lying and has no magical power whatsoever beyond like being in this hut for eternity and is like I'm just trying to throw you out an offer that is so bad that you're like fuck no, I'm leaving. I have yeah. no interest in this. Yes. And then they're like oh thank god, they lay left. I was worried that they were going to make a deal with this hut and that they were going to have some kind of cursed reality take shape. So, like, the the Keeper is on this endless quest to, like, make bad deals so that you say no. Because the thing that they want more than anything, the the act of kindness is getting you to leave this hut. Yes,
2: yes. I... Oh, go ahead, please. No, because I was going to say, and then that's the reason why the Keeper of the Hut comes up with all of these like ridiculous, multi-layered rituals to summon the Hut. Because if you are like... You can't like you, you can't remember all of this all of the steps. You can't remember everything that no. you're supposed to do to summon the hut. But that's the problem is because if you're that desperate, the hut will find you anyway.
3: Yes. Yeah, it's okay. this it's this entire person. So and like maybe it is that like okay then I'm gonna throw out another real big thought here. Mm-hmm. Give me what did the hut. Give this like like what was this? The, mm-hmm. Let's let's come back to the question, I guess, of like what this person was looking for when there wasn't a keeper of the hut, and what did they get that either caused that that either like spurned them so badly that they have that they made it their eternal quest to stay here and ward people off, or that trapped them in this hut for eternity.
0: Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yeah.
1: Or or did they get something they wanted? Realized it was the bad deal and then returned to the hut to keep people safe. I also yeah. love that. I also love that. Someone got this, this person, this being, but long ago when they were still a person. Yeah. They came there and what did they want? Was it something sad or was it something greedy? You know, let's quickly decide. It doesn't matter. Um, really. It doesn't
2: really matter, but I want to go sad because I, okay. I want the, I want yeah. their, their existence in this hut to be an act of redemption.
0: Great. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm,
2: so some, they, they asked for something sad or they were bad people? No, no, no. They asked for, they, they experienced something sad that they did not want to happen. Like, okay. we're not going to go full on like, you know, no. death of family or whatever, no, but they experienced no, 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 no. something that was like so devastating to them that they- cause that like, like their their desperation for it to not have happened some in the hut,
1: oh okay, I have something that's kind of like tame mm-hmm. they they owned a clothing store in a fantasy town really cute they've been running it for hundreds of years this, uh you know a little magic person, of course they last forever longer mm-hmm. than we could ever imagine and kind of they get Walmarted out you know they yeah. they get kind of destroyed and and they're, they're, there's a long night and they're running the books and they're like, there's no way. Like, even if I'm offering up the most magical jerkin, the most incredible boots of haste, the most amazing boots of spider climbing, like, I, I can't, I can't compete with this magic big box. It's it's just, it's ruining me. And I, and I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to keep the store open. The townspeople have been depending on me. I'm a community leader. And in this long night of the candles burned down, they go out to clear their head. And all of a sudden, hut. Mm-hmm. And they step on in. And I feel like that is what they asked for with something of like, can I have a business that lasts for all eternity?
2: Oh.
1: And that's how they got this shit bargain mm-hmm. of running the hut. I like that. Is that. that- the feeling where it's like i want to be able to have a business
3: yeah i want to yeah. be bi- like that 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 feels like it tracks right that feels it, like yeah, a logical it's a trap. extension
1: it's if it's an audrey 2 vibe it's trap it's not a good deal so they were like i want a business for all eternity i want to be able to provide for people give them what they need what they're looking for i mm-hmm. love that feeling more than anything god i wish i could just give that forever and it's all of a sudden like you know you are the keeper of the hut then great mm-hmm. you can give this to people forever and because it's this sort of of demonic hut energy, if I get the image of someone walks in, ling, you know, hi, I- I- I'm actually looking for a friend of mine. We got separated on an adventure. They fell into a crevasse, you know, a <laughs> hundred years ago, and I-, I-, I know they're alive. I can feel it in my heart of hearts. And this person, the old tailor, looks back at them almost like with a bead of sweat dripping down their head, and is like, "Are you sure?" that this is the place you want to seek you this help like yeah. trying to help them with almost like a sense of double speak but still providing customer service because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like almost coded
2: yeah cuz i they i feel like they're also in in a kind of renfieldish situation they cannot tell oh. you directly <laughs> that the hut is terrible yes but they have to like They have to be very mindful of the language they use inside the hut because otherwise, it's helpful.
3: Yeah, it's it's malicious compliance, right? It is the sense of like, there's the rules. I can I can like I it is my job to orchestrate this deal. I to you know, like you said, like I have to. I can't tell you that I can't tell you no. I have to orchestrate this deal. Mm -hmm. I can make the deal so fucking bad that you say no. Yeah. Like yeah. I can I can be like, okay, you want uh you want a magical dagger? Um, you will use that magical dagger to kill a hundred people. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh like, no, no! God, no. <laughs>
1: I just kind of thought it would be cool on my mantle. I wanted to flex on my friends. I, I will never do this. And this, and the
2: merchant is like, oh, thank fucking god! <laughs> Who else? Right, I was
3: really worried they were going to say yes to
2: that because it it has to be like like both the hut and the keeper are waiting for either that tacit yes, I want this, or that no, I do not want this. Like it has to yeah. be so straightforward that like there is no like coming back from that final answer because you know i've uh, i've otherwise the hut has one or the keeper has one you know like it's it's like that it's it's got to be that that very very fervent yes or no from the person who's come to the hut
1: To win to like to for me to be a customer and kind of get away unscathed is to kind of get nothing. Mm -hmm. You don't want shit from the answer is not a hut in the fucking woods. Learn spelunking and go in that crevasse, motherfucker, because you don't want this smoke from this fucking (laughs) hut. Exactly. You do not want this. Like, ugh. Okay. How do we feel? Do we feel good about that? I feel Are we ready really to- good about this? I feel good I about felt it. like the 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 Audrey 2 energy of this really put a bow on this mm-hmm. bad motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, I think that was the piece of the puzzle that we were missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the liminal space ties everybody like psychically. It feels like uh, kind of a cosmic horror type of hut yeah, now. It I, makes me very happy. I,
2: I, I have the mental image of our of our our tailor because they're a tailor now. The mental image of this tailor walking <laughs> home. Well, they they are. You've you've <laughs> they you've, are. you've they said aren't. they're Made a tailor it canon. now. Made it canon. Um of this tailor walking home, like walking to what they think is home from their building and not realizing that, you know, the path that they're taking has no. morphed, morphed no. into this wood where the hut now lives. And it's like you know they just don't realize that they've accessed that space, so it's it's also like pure accident that they got here, and it's just it makes it just so much more bad. Can I ask you a sad question, Latia? Of course.
1: What does the hut look like to the tailor when they see it? Oh, what gosh. is their ideal of comfort, serenity, and peace?
2: I I truly think so. Um, I'm gonna preface this. I when I was a bookseller many many years ago, young full of spirit and uh, <laughs> yeah. full of ideas um before I was jaded by the by the the ways of retail. I wanted to own a cafe bookstore oh. that I that I lived above oh. you know So yeah. I think that without realizing it, this Taylor walked into like the ideal that they yeah. wanted. Yeah. Like, it really does. Like, it looks like perhaps to their mind, they didn't, they think that, oh, maybe I thought I was going home, but I ended up just coming back to my clothing shop. Oh, um, And, you know, no. they walk in and it is definitely like, maybe at first it did look like the ideal tailor shop that they wanted. You know, like everything is so nicely laid out and, you know, the clothes are gorgeous and the boots are all laid in, in nice neat rows and it's... The register is full of
1: money. You look at mm. the books, they are perfect. Mm-hmm. The, everything's doing great. So many good customer reviews on Fantasy Yelp. Exactly. But, but in reality... Oh, sad hut. Yeah, sad hut. Evil hut. Yeah. Like, is there a moment where the painting melts away and we see sad hut? Or does the tailor live forever
2: in this happiness hut? I think they live for, no, no, they live for, uh, because at the very least, the painting, the paint does not fall away until maybe like that first or second person. Okay. Because they're so excited to have this ideal and the first yeah. person comes in and they're like uh you know how can i help you and this person is not looking for you know a brand new jerkin <laughs> oh, this person is looking no. for something much much heavier than a jerkin um and then they kind of real i think i think maybe the first person doesn't even arrive until like they've been living in this fantasy for maybe like several days
1: I, that's very sad, and I love it very much. <laughs> <laughs> that The person's like, yeah, I'm looking for the man who, you know, uh,
0: uh, I don't know. Kidnapped my, my dog. That I used to,
1: yeah, kidnapped my fucking dog, man, and I gotta find them, and I'm gonna beat their ass and get my dog back. And the person's like, I sell pants. What are you <laughs> talking about? Why are you asking me this horrible fucking tip? And then you see, like the, <laughs> like, the walls melting away, and you just see this nasty-ass fucking hut.
2: Well, yeah, that's my question. What does it look like in reality? No, I was gonna say, because I don't think it's it's nasty. I don't oh, think it would still be ideal yeah, for the person visiting. I don't yeah, I don't think it's nasty. I think that it's <laughs> like it realizes that like it has to uh, maybe <gasps> maintain it, it, the yeah, facade. E- exactly. So I don't think I think maybe it has changed over the over the the millennia that this mm-hmm. tailor has been living in it, but I think it's still, there is still something homely about it, which makes it worse for the tailor because they know the hut's true intentions. Yeah,
1: The the idea of living in every guest's ideal for the time that they're in the hut would be a very painful experience. Can
2: you imagine the tailor living in his ideal or their ideal for a while and then the hut morphs and they know somebody is coming?
1: Yep. And they know they're like, oh, no, it's becoming like a like a dark castle of Mm -hmm. shadow and evil. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, no. Then the bell rings, the door opens. and You're like, hello, how may I help you? Like, it's this very I'm sorry that this tailor can't have nice things, but they can't have nice things.
3: No, (laughs) I I wanted them to. But go on. We wanted them to. I have one final question.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay.
3: I want to get into this. I think the final question that I have, we've talked a lot about, I'm cool. I think, I think they, the tailor is like a good name. I think just calling them the tailor. The tailor is fantastic. As they like work, like you just see them like sewing pants when you walk in. But I want to ask this final question. What is that? What is the hut? Like, what is the, the, the horrible consequence of saying yes to the hut? Do we just leave that blank and like bad shit occurs? Do you have anything, Latia?
1: I would love for you to make this decision.
2: Mm-hmm. Don't. I know that it's got to be bad, right?
1: Okay, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. If you don't have one, let's go. Is it? Is it like the button? If you say yes, something bad will happen to someone else. I,
2: I, I. Or is
1: that
0: too much?
3: <laughs> see, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a very similar pitch because you had the story, the pitch that you gave. Mm -hmm. Of like somebody kidnapped my dog and I'm gonna beat the shit out of him. (laughs) Is it just that no matter what you are looking for death like horrible death follows it is it is the idea that like I'm going to give you what you want but you are going to get it with like get it through blood so it is like if you are looking for this person that has wronged you you're gonna find them. And you're going to kill them. Like, it oh is a sense of, God. like, of like death has marked this yeah. interaction. Yeah. And so the deal, they're trying to make a deal. It's them being, like, someone will, like, someone will die as a result of what you are looking after if you take yeah. this deal.
2: Or not even just, like, die, but in, like, just kind of, like, the worst fashion. Like, the, yeah. the worst way possible for this to, for you to get the thing that you want. That is what will happen. I like that. I really like that. Like if the
1: tailor had been a guest, it would be like the big box tailor like burns to the ground overnight. Mm -hmm. Like this is not what I wanted. It's like, well, you made a bargain with the fucking hut. Guess what? You you done did it. Good job. Damn. I really like that. Is that a wrap on the hut? I think that's a wrap on the the, the the tailor and the hut. The tailor and the hut. Holy shit. Thank you so much to dear, our prompt submitter for the prompt. The answer is not a hut in the woods. Holy shit that went some places.
2: <laughs> um, oh, 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 there was there was one more thing. there was one more thing that I wanted to say because um, oh, my I, fucking God, no, give me. no, because i I like I love tying all t- tying everything to, together because, like I feel like there is also like an unspoken rule that like, if you say no to the hut, you cannot find it again. Yeah, it's gone forever. It's gone forever. And the tailor knows this. So the very last thing that the tailor says to the person who says no to the hut is the answer is not a hut in the woods. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Like, like, tell people, tell people, like, you have to remember this. And like, maybe eventually he'll help enough, they'll help enough people that the answer is not a hut in the woods begins to circulate in reality. And maybe the hut's power will wane and finally the tailor can be free.
3: That's good. That's real and good. May I
1: give you one little twist on that, which sure. I really like? As you're walking out of the door and you say no, and the, the answer is not a hut in the woods, is simply fog on the glass of the door a message to you as you exit? Because Ooh. it could not leave the tailor's lips because mm-hmm. they're in the hut. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, gosh. Damn, that went some places. Um, If you would like to submit a prompt of your own to our Very Weird Podcast, there are many ways you can do it. Jeff, would you like to, to sell them all?
3: Yes, you can uh, <laughs> tweet at us at amfc_podcast underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasychildren. You can uh, email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. You can send them to our Tumblr at allmyfantasychildren.tumblr.com. Um, you can also go to our Discord at bit.ly slash amfc discord and post them in the prompt submission channel.
1: Um, All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the Moonshot Podcast Network, a place where amazing far-out ideas can take flight, and amazing collaboration can be made, and amazing charity funds can be started, and it's an amazing place. I- I'm obsessed with it. It's a good It's a good group. Now, um, we'd end our segment of our show with a verbal hug is one of our closing things. Talk about something that I need to hear, what I've been thinking about. Uh, Latia, Jeff, do you have a
3: verbal hug at the top of your head that you'd like to share with our listeners? Sometimes all you're going to have is the work and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like there are going to be times where you were like having the work and pushing through that. And like, you know, there are times where the thing to do is to step away and not focus on the work and like give yourself that space. There are also times where putting in that work, even if it is just, even if you are, you are running on empty is, the best thing to do it might like there are times where the act of going through a structure is the thing that you need you know like it is easy to think well things are difficult I should put aside whatever project I am working on but like there are times where that is going to be the thing that allows you to maintain a structure and like if that is the thing, if doing that work is the thing that you need to maintain a sense of structure and maintain a sense of rigidness and, like, just maintain the regular cycle, take the time and do that work. Like, allow yourself to find comfort in that because, like, mm-hmm. sometimes that is the best thing that we can offer ourselves. Damn, that's a good one.
2: I like it. I've got something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I give everyone out there permission to nap whenever they need it because naps are good. And just because you're an adult doesn't mean that you don't need to just quiet your brain for a while. So Mm. go into that dark room, put on some nice lo-fi and just have a nap. And if you sleep for three hours, that's fine. You needed it. Go nap.
1: I like that a lot. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to build on that. Um, I have burnt myself out pretty bad with survival job lately because it's been very busy. And so today I needed to take a walk in the woods and not look for a hut. I kind (laughs) of didn't look for shit. I kind of just needed to smell fresh air, smell dirt and kind of breathe and recenter because it's very easy to get caught up in the grind, the creative pursuits and all that stuff. It's very easy to get caught up in your job and the stress of bills and things like that. And it's, it's okay. And it's required to sometimes take a second, breathe and reevaluate and take things in and nap. And like you said, clear your brain a little bit, reset. It's, there's a lot to life and it's important to reflect on all aspects of it. There are seasons for everything, and sometimes there are seasons to walk in the woods and take a breath for a fucking second for yourself so that you can, you know, recenter and be happy. It's a tough one out there, and it's important to take care of yourself. Here, here. Well, on that note, um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Litia, can you remind everyone at home all the cool stuff that you do, where to find you online? You know, the the podcast plug section of any podcast.
2: Of course. Um, the easiest place to find out all of the things that I am doing is my website, letiajakees.com. It's just my name. Um, and there's... Only one of me out there that I know of. uh. So I'm pretty easy to find. Otherwise, I am Latia Jakes across, across most social media. So <laughs> Goodness yeah. gracious, the words, they're gone now.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much for being on our show. This was a who I, I, I was dying to have you on this. Show. We've been this has been in the works Months. for such a long
2: time. Months in the making.
1: And I'm so happy that we created something so deep yeah. and so good. Big. The good. The
3: vibes were good. I'm
1: and happy. The, we, the vibes were we good. And we did
2: avoid space animals this time. Although we, we did, did, we we got Liminal, which is we fine. Got liminal, which we got liminal. Well, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Liminal. We can, we can get Liminal. I love lim, I love getting Liminal. Right. And I can't wait until you have me on again. Please have me on again. Oh, without question, goes without saying. <laughs> Because I want to build
1: more fantasy stuff with you. Heck yeah. Obviously. Um, Is that all we do on this podcast, Jeff?
3: I believe that is all we do. So Uh, until next time,
1: good good night night. and And good good
2: game. game.
0: My God, let me settle in because I have got to tell you about the night I have had. First, let me tell you. I did not find the cookies you wanted, honey. Yeah, no, definitely not. Wildest night of my life. So I go to every dang store in town looking for these cookies. Everyone is sold out. And I mean, everyone. I'm asking all of the annoying questions. Can you check in the back? Which just hurts me to ask, but I was desperate. Do you know if another location is carrying these? You know, not my finest moment, but nobody. Nobody had him, so I started heading home, but I don't know, I haven't quite given up yet, and I don't know how I missed this place before, but this new spot, I guess, uh, opened up in the woods? I don't know, must be late night only or something. It's absolutely stunning bakery, honey. Beautiful. Oh my god. Just the most gorgeous, cutest thing you ever seen in your life. Pastries in the window, little boxes tied off with ribbon. The smell coming from this place, I don't know how we missed it. We've lived here for what, 32 years? So anyway, it's cute. So I pop my head in, see if they have what my love needs. I kid you not, it's just one guy. The place must have had hundreds of sweets baked up, but only one guy running the place? (laughs) Wild. (laughs) So I walk up to the guy and I ask, hey, do you have these cookies? And that's where it got real weird. So first of all, guy is hemming a pair of damn pants on the counter, so that's odd. But when I ask if they have the cookies, he looks up at me and says, I can provide what you seek, but your money is no good here. I will need you to visit the pines and speak with the great devil, blah, 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 blah. And starts rattling off all these things I got to do to get this dang box of cookies. Worst customer service I've ever experienced in my life. So I say, hey, bud. I don't mean to be a bother, but can I just grab my cookies and be on my way? And he looks up at me with, I tell you, hon, the saddest eyes I've ever seen. And he says, visit the pines, find the harp on the beach, speak with the devil there, restore the crimson. (laughs) I don't know what the heck he's saying. So I smiled and I turned to go. So I turn and I walk out the door and I kid you not. The windows fog up, and this list of ingredients starts being written on the glass. Like like a recipe. Wildest thing I've ever seen. So this guy behind me, I look back at him, he's still pemming pants. So I pull out a pen, and I start jotting down the recipe. I don't know, it just felt like it was what I was supposed to do. So I walk out, and I turn back to see if the words were actually on the door, right? I left the store, and I am not joking when I say, honey, the bakery was gone. Gone. Poof, like like it was never there. Creeps me out just thinking about it. So, um, I made one last stop before I came home. I went out to that little bodega on the corner, and I grabbed every single thing from that recipe. I know, I know. But I figured, um, I figured you and I can put on some music, make a little tea, stay up a little late, and, um, We can make some of those cookies you like ourselves. I don't know, could be fun.